0: Welcome back. Here we are at the Chambre Pavilion, Villa Amio, getting ready for Art of Benching, Session 2. Jeff is getting ready. Adamus is here. I invite each of us, can you just breathe it in? Breathe in the beauty of those energies. Take the good deep breath, that good deep breath feeling into the beauty of this moment. It's all just your energy. Please feel it, allow it. Be with it. Take the good deep breath of life, the good deep breath of life. Breathe, feel those energies. They're flowing throughout your body with every breath. Breathe it in. Breathe in Adamus, he's here always for each of us with every breath. So breathe it in, breathe in the beauty of it. Breathe, breathe as we go forward.
1: Like when you're making conversation, and you're trying not to scream, and you're trying not to tell them, you don't care what they mean, and you're really feeling fragile, and you really can't get home, and you really feel abandoned.
2: am that i am adamus of sovereign domain welcome to the house of shambra dear shambra welcome to the house it doesn't matter where you are where i am we're in the house all the energies right now are focused on on this house on shambra on you on your journey all the consciousness is here we're all here for Yet another shout. Hmm. No matter where you are, no matter who you are, what you're doing right now, it's appropriate for you to be here. It was, it was something you chose. There's no mistake, even if you're in the back of the room, just peeking in the door to this house of Shambra, it's so appropriate that you're here. This was all something that was chosen call something by energy coding, for you to be here. And the code doesn't say exactly how you're going to get here. The code just says you're going to be here. It's no mistake that Khalidra is here bringing in these messages from me. No mistake that dear Linda of Issa is sitting here at his side. It's no mistake that the Crimson Circle team, their staff is here, supporting this service to Shambra. And no surprise whatsoever that you're here. Not a mistake. There, there can't be mistakes. It's not just by coincidence. You're, even if you think you're just on the peripheral edge, just peeking in once in a while, not at all. This is all by coding and by design why you're here. And now we have things to do, very specific things. As I said a while back, it's not just about your Realization. That, that's a given. That's why I don't focus a lot on it. A reminder now and then, just to take a deep breath and allow it, but it was going to come anyway. We're here on the planet right now as this group called Shambra. A beautiful term, by the way. Shambra has actually become an entity. Not a soul being, but an entity. Because of everything that you and we have done over these many, many years, but no mistake that you're here. Oftentimes I hear you thinking or saying to yourself that, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, I don't know why I'm here, what's my purpose, how come I don't have a job that I have passion about, how come I don't have passion for a lot of things, how come I really am not all that interested in being with other people, why is it that I feel sometimes I'm like a ship without a, without a rudder? It's because there's been a lot of waiting to get here. There's been a lot of waiting for society, mass consciousness, all the elements to do their things, to be at this time of the machines, to be at this time of the new species of humans on the planet, new body, new mind, new consciousness and new thoughts at this time. This is why you're here. You chose it. We didn't drag you. out of bed and make you come along with us. You chose to be here at this time. I don't know, There's times the mind goes back and forth and it wonders and it ponders and it doubts and it questions. That's fine. That's what the mind has been doing. Maybe we could start changing that. But right now, just feel into it. Your choice, your, you could kind of say, your soul destiny. A destiny that, yes, you could have left at any time, some Chamber have. They've left, and some have not come back. Many have come back because they realize it's not about lessons, it's not about teaching, it's not about having to watch everything that, that we do, having to participate in every workshop, Shoud class, uh, cl- Cloud class or anything else. It's because we're here with the common bond of being on the planet right now as Masters. Not as needy humans, not as uh, unfulfilled humans, but as Masters. And whether you realize it or not, but you are a Master. There's still that part maybe that doubts and plays games, but you actually are. You really are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be here. Feel into it for a moment, the reason you chose to come back. The reason you chose to be here at this time, feel into the path that's brought you here. Sometimes a very long, arduous path, but one thing is you've got stories. You've got a lot of stories. Feel into this whole destiny of the soul that brought you right here. And it's not that we're going to try to convert the planet. It's not that we're going to try to Change everybody, no need, no desire to do that. Ah, the true definition of compassion is accepting all that is, and including others, allowing them to do what they choose to do, just as just as you were allowed to do what you chose to do. Sometimes adventurous, sometimes sometimes very sad, depressing and, and painful. Other times, beautiful and joyful, but you chose for yourself what to do and therefore we allow all others to. That's the true, true sign of compassion. And We don't have books that we hand out and tell people that they have to read all the sacred notes in it or anything like that. We're simply here to bench, to shine our light, to illuminate, because there are so many potentials that Humans just don't see yet. They live in a very kind of a limited, very constricted reality. They don't see it yet, but you know, when, when the light goes on, when your light radiates out to the world, then then they see it. And then it's up to them. Choose it, don't choose it. Doesn't matter. We're just gonna sit here on a park bench, or in my case a bar stool, and have a little coffee. In my case, pretty good coffee. So, let's take a deep breath with that. Amped up? Amped up? I hear Dear Linda talking about things getting amped up. I I hear it after we do a workshop or a class or a Shout or just about anything these days, a Cloud class, and people are saying it's amped up, so intense, so fast right now. Well, absolutely. We're keeping pace, um, slightly ahead of pace, of humanity and humanity's amped up right now in every which way and it often appears to be confusing and discombobulated and uh, a total mess but it's really not it's really really not and it's just change it's just what happens when everything is changing at quantum speeds and people are having a hard time wrapping their heads around it understanding it it's blowing their mind they simply can't comprehend, they don't have words to put it in, they don't have qualia, which is uh, association from something in the past to relate it to, other than it's just going damn fast and it's it's rather confusing. There are people screaming about injustices all around the world, and certainly there are many, and certainly there are going to continue to be injustices, and in some ways the chasm, uh, the divide between those who have it and those who don't, those who want it and those who don't want it, it's going to widen. Uh, But the bottom line is that all this mess, all this commotion, it serves a purpose. It really does. And what can you do? Well, you can just take a deep breath and realize you made it here. Give yourself credit for that. You made it here. Uh, You say, what should I be doing right now? Nothing. You've done all the doing you need to do. You've done all that doing. You can put that on your home page as a quote. You've done all the doing that you need to do, and now you're here. And it's time, actually, to join in with the other Ascended Masters who are on the planet right now and just enjoy life. Radiate your light. Do the things that you haven't done for yourself. Be bold and daring. Break Break out of the mold. Do things that you haven't done for yourself. If you say, yes, but I'm supposed to be here for the planet right now, radiating my light, yeah, and that happens when you do things for yourself, when you enjoy life, when you put an end to your own suffering. But right now, you're here by your choice. And you're here with others, like-minded, not bound together in some tight-knit community or uh, commune or oneness or anything like that. But you're here with the association with others, the companionship and the, the friendship with others, with your old friends. Old, I mean old, old, like Atlantean old, like Yeshua times, Biblical times old, like Mystery School. You're here with your old friends, and now is the, is the time. You've earned the right to sit back, have a cup of coffee, a glass of wine, whatever it is. You don't need to be doing. You've, been, you've done all the doing, and now it's just a matter of being here. Can you take a moment, as we launch into this shout, to just accept that, to allow it? You've done all the doing that you need to do, and now you've arrived. Now it's time to savor in your mastery, Oh, you're going to be learning more and more, or experiencing more and more, what it's like to have your energy serve you. Can you just simply allow that you're a master here at the time of Machines doing exactly what you came to do, just turning on the light? That doesn't take a lot of work. Just turning on the light, sitting back, and then watching, observing. That's one thing maybe you could do if you were going to be doing doing things, is observing. It's fascinating right now to watch. From behind the short wall. Fascinating to watch. I'm going to uh, go through a benching marab with you today, uh, later. And it's just benching. It's just, I mean, it's pretty easy. You don't need a lot of training, you don't need a lot of schooling for it. It's just benching. You sit your arse on a bench or a chair or whatever it happens to be, grab your favorite beverage or snack. Take a few deep breaths, put in some music if you want, and bench, meaning letting your light shine out to the world. That's pretty easy. And then observe what happens. Observe what happens in the world within, let's say, a relatively short time after we do uh, a benching marab in this house of Shambra. Watch what happens in the next, I'm going to say, maybe a fortnight, two Two weeks after. It might happen sooner, it might happen later. And you can say, well, something was going to happen anyway. Well, you start looking at it, look for look for real change, look for uh, a big shift. And each month as we go through and do our mirabbing and our park benching together, start to notice the patterns and what happens in the world after that. And again, we're not trying to change the world. Uh, that that That's a that's a tough game to play because the world, the world would jump in if you say I'm going to try to change you. The world would say, "Game on! You try to change me. I will try to change you. Game on! Let's see. Let's see who wins this one." No, we're not doing that. Simply taking your favorite beverage, sitting on your favorite park bench, and I'm so sorry uh, to those of you uh, we start this benching series and. Uh, at the beginning of winter in some places, but dress up, <laughs> put on some extra layers, or sit in a cafe. Uh, or sit at home if you want. Nice to get out of home once in a while, but sit in a cafe. Uh, sit in your car uh, and bench, turn the heat on, or whatever it happens to be. But now uh, oh, it's the time just to shine the light and then observe if you're going to do anything Observe what happens on the planet uh, maybe there's somebody out there that'll start tracking this for us. A certain shout held on a certain day let's take a deep breath with that You're here for a reason not to have you know some big important job or not to uh, change the world or not to build a huge identity for yourself. You're here simply as a master that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good story in itself not only how you got here but yeah, I came into this into this world right now to be a master here I am ah, let's take a good deep breath with that amped up absolutely everything is amped up and even uh, dear Linda you've oh, you look lovely today um, well thank you uh, and um, well always handsome thank you uh I'm not still not used to wearing these um Hawaiian type of shirts but I'll get used to it after a while. Comfortable, even Mark Twain didn't wear this type of apparel. Oh. No no, uh, always a tie, always a tie. But uh, dear Linda, anyway, so you know that in our recent shouts and events and workshops, it's it's pretty pretty fast, but not so fast that it overwhelms you. Maybe no. maybe it affects you. How how were you affected after the uh, Masters in Communication workshop? It was
0: just. It was so expanding and and shifting a perspective that, and you keep doing that, and so it's like you think. That's why I'm
2: paid the big bucks.
0: I know, and so that so every you know I keep thinking, okay, where is it going to go, and then it goes more. It
2: goes more. Well, wouldn't you be disappointed if it was just, oh boy, same thing, hadn't changed in ten years? Uh,
0: I wouldn't still be here. You
2: wouldn't still be here. Okay. But yes, it's amped up, and and after a very intense session like we just did, it was beautiful. Uh, Amazing uh, that uh, it, it sometimes affects the body, and particularly because we were talking about the the body, the physical body and the light body, and and you'll notice, uh, and sometimes it can be, it can just be what you would call tiring. And what's really happening is just you need to be down for a little bit, uh, sleeping or. Relaxing or stop doing all the time
0: are you asking me to admit that I was trashed and just
2: i 'm not asking anything <laughs> <I'm planting laughs> i 'm <was> planting <kind laughs> suggestions of oh you were trashed, and so uh, so were so many of the others who participated in the uh, masters in communication it it, it it affects you once in a while is just go sit by the pool uh, or or lay in bed uh, i, I don 't always advise just laying in your regular bed because. It has an energy imprint in the bed. Uh, it's it's more for sleeping than it is for changing, uh, adjusting, shifting consciousness.
0: I didn't go under the sheets, so that oh,
2: I mean, that yeah. that makes all the difference in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, okay. totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. <laughs> so anyway, absolutely, things are things are amping up. They're they're going fast, but
0: in a uh, cool way.
2: I think we'd all be bored uh, if they <sighs> weren't. If we were stuck. If there was nothing going on
0: that wouldn't work so well. that wouldn't
2: work so good okay well let's begin the shout and i'd like to begin with a little story uh, this is the story that takes place uh, a long long time ago it's the story of giuseppe a very a brilliant talented sculpture sculptor story of giuseppe so giuseppe loved doing sculptures in bronze Bronze, of course, is the combination of copper and tin and it's relatively easy to work with, considering um, easier than working with marble or stone or things like that, but Giuseppe loved creating everything. He started out creating little miniature bronze sculptures and then they got bigger and bigger, did life-size sculptures, and he was known far and wide for being the greatest sculptor of all one day, he said, I I want to do my masterpiece now. I want to create such an amazing sculpture of God. Mm. Of God. And, of course, back in those days, everybody related God to looking like an old guy. Uh, So, so he designed this sculpture. It was five meters high. Uh, It was tall, the tallest sculpture that anyone in known history had ever tried, attempted to do, and he spent a lot of time working on the design of God. But of course, it looked like man, you know, and things really haven't changed much since then. People still relate God to being some uh, big old guy, but he created this 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 work of beauty, uh, paying attention to every little detail, becoming almost obsessive giving his apprentices such a hard time anytime time they, they made a little mistake or messed up, because he wanted this to be a sculpture that would endure through time to honoring God, and maybe, maybe showing people that God was always present. God wasn't just up in heaven somewhere, but God was here on earth as a sculpture. So, it came the day that they would be pouring the molten Bronze uh, into, into the mold, you, you know the molds you've done metal work, dear Linda. It came the day, so they mixed up a huge vat, huge vat of, of molten bronze. The fires were hot, and here the the bronze liquefied because of the fire bubbling away, and it was all ready to be poured into the first portion of the mold. at that point. Giuseppe was so careful about it, every little detail wanted to know exactly the consistency of the molten bronze at the time wanting to know that it was the right temperature and the everything just right the right colorings that had been added to it uh, for extra effect and he was he was looking he was close over the the big cauldron of of bronze going away being heated up and he, he looked over and 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 Went a little too far, <sighs> fell straight into the vat of molten bronze. Now, you think that would be the end of the story, but of course, no, no, no. This is an Adama's tale. The story continues. The moment his body hit that hot liquid bronze, it melted. It didn't burn, it just melted and immediately turned into. Little crystals inside that bronze. It crystallizes itself. And the funny thing was that you would expect that. Well, poor Giuseppe would be, you know, basically a um, baked Giuseppe or fried Giuseppe by then. But he wasn't. He was now in this molten bronze. And he could feel himself. He could hear himself. He was aware. Uh, the The heat wasn't burning his skin because he had none left. It had all been crystallized. But he was in the midst of the experience. This, this liquefied, what was going to be God pretty soon, and he was in it. Well, the apprentices were were busy and distracted. They had a lot to do. Giuseppe had given them so many instructions beforehand, how this had to come off just at the right time and done uh, absolutely right. So, without regarding where was Giuseppe, they thought maybe he had slipped out to go to the restroom. Uh, they poured the molten bronze into the mold. And then they poured the other half and put them together and let them set. And now here was Giuseppe cast into his own sculpture. The bronze cooled off and they removed the mold, and admired the beauty of this very very tall sculpture of god were amazed at how it looked now not just as a casting but how it looked in real life it was so tall and it looked so powerful and was very assuming in its authority and its power when well, they were busy doing all the touch up on on this st- statue and Finishing off some of the rough edges, tweaking it here and there, and nobody bothered to ask where Giuseppe was. And that statue sat for a few days before it was ready to be taken by an army of men into the village square and erected on top of the stand that they had put together. And here's Giuseppe inside the statue, literally fused into the bronze. He could hear himself, he could feel himself. He could hear the others talking and he wondered how come nobody's saying, where is Giuseppe, where is Giuseppe? But, well, he was known to love the women in town and they just figured he must have ran off with some young woman and perhaps maybe never come back. But it was their task to put up this beautiful sculpture, which they did. And now, here is this sculpture of God looking out onto the village. And onto the village people with Giuseppe cast inside of it, locked in, couldn't get out. He tried screaming, nobody could hear. He tried pushing his way out, but oh, that bronze was so strong, uh, nothing would do. He wondered, he wondered, what next? What next for Giuseppe? It wasn't too long before people actually kind of forgot about him. Again, they assumed he ran out of town with someone or something, or who knows. But pretty soon, the villagers would come by every day and honor this statue of God, not knowing that Giuseppe was looking at him, could feel him, could see him, could hear him. And then, one generation after the other, admiring this this statue of God, people came from far and wide to see this work and pretty soon they forgot who actually was the artist that did it. It was just God. Pretty soon the tales around the countryside came to be that this statue just appeared one day and it had some odd characteristics. That, even though it was just bronze, it almost appeared at times to be alive. Some claimed that at night it glowed a little bit. Some claimed to hear voices coming from it. Generation after generation, they filed by on the Statue of God here the whole time, Giuseppe looking out at them, wondering if he'd ever get out of the statue. He became so ingrained in the statue after a while that he became the statue. There was no longer really a Giuseppe. There was just the statue there. He forgot about who he was. He forgot his name after a while. He was now just the statue and stood there, day after day, for all to admire and all to worship. Many generations went by now and the toll of the elements uh, began to show up on the statue. The wind, the rains, the storms, especially the pigeons. And slowly, slowly, the statue of God created by Giuseppe started to wear away. Pretty soon, it didn't have the same charm it did when it was new, in its first hundred years. Pretty soon, it was just getting old and dirty. People from around the land stopped coming by to visit it. People in the village stopped coming by to worship it or ask for prayers to be answered. Pretty soon, it was all but forgotten. The shrubs began to grow up around it trees towering over it. Pretty soon it was just all but forgotten, here with Giuseppe locked in. And then one day, a thousand or more years later, with a statue of God standing there over the village but now pretty much forgotten, one day a big storm came up. It came across the horizon, a huge tornado and it moved through the village and went straight to the Statue of, of God made by Giuseppe, straight to it. And By now, the statue was pretty worn out, had holes in it, lost a lot of the detail, was discolored, wasn't much of anything. It was, it was pretty drab, pretty boring, and this tornado headed straight for it, knocked it over onto the ground, shattered it into thousands of pieces. And at this point, all this commotion woke up Giuseppe after over a thousand years of being stuck in his own sculpture. It woke him up, and upon awakening, he didn't really still realize who he had been, but he knew he had been trapped in this sculpture for a long, long time. Upon awakening, there was almost a fear that came over him. Who am I now? I'm. No longer this statue. I'm no longer the statue of God. Who am I now? I am free, but what does that mean? What do I do with my freedom? I'm no longer cast into this statue. The statue is all in pieces now, scattered near and wide, but who am I? I have no identity anymore. And Giuseppe heard kind of a voice from the inside. And that voice said, well, you're God. (laughs) You played the role for over a thousand years as a statue. Now go out and live it. You're God. And Giuseppe said, well, I don't really have any other choices because I don't remember who I was. I have no sense of identity anymore. It was so locked up in the statue and I forgot who I was. I might as well just go out freedom? I don't know what that means. I know I'm free, but what does that mean?" Giuseppe, similar to Kutumi, just started walking. He started experiencing, and slowly, slowly some of his memories of being Giuseppe came back, and memories that he would later learn were of past lives came back. Slowly, slowly he began to realize that he had cast himself in his own identity as Giuseppe, the famous sculptor. He had cast himself in such a tight-locked identity that he forgot to be free and to be expressive. He forgot that he could create himself any way he wanted at any time, but he would gotten so locked into himself, into his expression as the great sculptor that, well, literally it translated him into getting trapped in his own sculpture. So, he walked a lot and traveled and met people, and all the time resisted ever building a defined identity again. He let himself have identity. He let himself enjoy his expression, but he resisted ever being trapped in a single identity again. Oh no, not after that thousand years in the sculpture of God. Now he realized how fun it was. One day he could be one thing, the next day he could be another. He could be a baker. He could be, he could be an artist. He could be a politician. He could be anything he wanted. He could just be a being walking from village to village, enjoying life, talking to other people. <clears throat> he realized that it is so easy to get trapped in an identity when the true God within says you are all identities, anything you want to be. And yes, you can dive deep into one, you can become trapped as if in a sculpture, but you're always free, always free to create any new identity you want for yourself. So that's the story of Giuseppe, the sculptor. Not as good as my story, getting trapped in... you knew that was coming. (laughs) Not as good as my story of being trapped in the crystal prison, but yet another iteration of it. One that leads into part of our discussion for today. One of the things that you're going to find happening to you right now, or has been happening to you, is that sense of identity uh, that you shaped and created and sculpted for yourself and molded for yourself, and then kind of got stuck in. It's breaking away. It's getting old right now. It's been subject to a lot of weather, rain, wind, storms, other people, boredom, depression, you name it. But that old sculpture statue of of you is starting to fade away, and that's scary to some. That's really scary. You've been in that statue in that physical body and in your mind, in your identity, for so long, you, you, you fear. Well, I know some of you say intellectually, oh, no, this is all great, but when it comes right down to it, there is some fear there. What happens if all my identity is shattered? I and mean, You resist it, you, you, you try to protect it, and it doesn't eventually work. That storm, that tornado is going to find you, because it's you. It's your soul saying and the dragon saying, Ah oh, no no, no no no. It's time it's time for true freedom. It's time to realize that that you are not just this identity. I mean this identity is fine, up to a point, but you're so much more than that. And if we have to shatter it, if we have to tear it apart, if we have to get you out of that that statue, that sculpture that you've been in. Uh, by force or whatever, it's okay, because we know that ultimately, ultimately you want to be a truly free being who has the capability to change identity, to change uh, your expression, to change uh, how you relate to others at any time. That's the Magi, that's the magician, the, the Merlin, not trapped in a single identity, other than arguably the I Am That I Am. But the I Am That I Am isn't a definition, it's consciousness. It's not a statue. It's open, flowing air. I say this because uh, as I work with you and watch you, and, and of course, uh, Kathumi doing a lot of work on the side with you, and we, we talk well, at least once a week, how is Shambra? What are they doing through me? What is your perception? Where are they at? And we both realize that so much right now is about identity disillusion,
3: mm-hmm.
2: falling apart, and it's frightening. And you try then to grasp, to hold on, you try to reinforce the identity. You don't have to, you just take a deep breath and let it go doesn't mean it's dead. It means now you're open to many other forms of expression, many different types of identities, not worrying that you're going to have all this aspect confusion or anything like that, but now you get to express and change and have the freedom now to re-identify or by identification. I hear the expression on the planet right now, people talking about identifying as such-and-such and such-and-such, and and identifying as a uh, transgender, identifying as as a, a soldier, identifying with whatever. Here now, we're opening up those identifications. Why be singular in your identity? And why create an identity based on false gods? Why create an identity based on things that, you know, maybe it was fun to experience for a little bit, but now it's time to let go and to truly be free. It's a pretty big shift, and we can feel the resistance uh, on many of you of, of by identifying or re-identifying yourself because the old identity falls apart. The dragon was instrumental in helping with that, break it apart. But you realize the dragon is also there. The dragon is you. Uh, The dragon is there so you can be so many things now, to be the Merlin, to be the human on the planet, to be a child in many ways, to be an artist, to be anything you want to be, and you can be them all. And that's the beauty of being the Merlin on the planet. You're not stuck in one form of identification. Your name is no so no longer so important, other than you know when you have to give your driver's license to the friendly police. The name is not that important anymore. The the list of uh, what you, your accomplishments, your degrees, your or your failures, or whatever it is that has shaped your identity, is not that important anymore. It helped shape it. It helped cast it in a type of spiritual bronze, but now it's time for that to go away so you can truly be free, like Giuseppe being released from his sculpture. Take a good deep breath and feel into the beauty of your identity that you've created, the beauty that you've sculpted. Admire the beauty. Admire that it is God also, but like giuseppe let's not get trapped into that sculpture into just that singular identity the point is you go multi identity now and it feels a little awkward at first it feels like you want to find your kind of your ground base your 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 baseline on things where where is the balance point don't worry about it where you're at right now between your body, mind, your spirit, your soul—it all works itself out. That's if there's any point I can impress on Chombray right now. I've tried to do so in so many different ways. Stop trying to craft. Stop trying to shape sculptures, right now. Even of yourself as a master. Some of you are still—you're uh, trying to do that. You're trying to say, well, what is a Master? Let's define it. Let's let, Then let's cast it in bronze as the Master. It's not like that. The Master is very fluid. The Master time travels. The Master is beyond space itself. The Master doesn't need a definition of itself. Just the I am, I exist is enough for the Master. It doesn't need to now define itself in how, what it dresses like or how it talks or anything like that. It is truly San's definition. You can be playful with it, have fun, have dress-up days, uh, travel to different places, do different things. It's just right now, don't be Giuseppe, getting caught in your own definition, because it's changing. Don't work on a new definition don't work on a new identity of yourself. You don't need to. It evolves. It shines through on its own. If there's anything to do right now, it's simply to experience. Sometimes it means getting out of bed (laughs) and getting out of the house. Go experience the new you, the new identities, plural, that you're creating. Go experience that. Let's take a deep breath with that and feel in. And this is not something you have to work at. I'm simply reporting to you on what's happening in your lives right now, why you're feeling the way you're feeling, why, why sometimes you feel you just want to break out of this old statue that you've been, almost, almost hoping that that tornado will come along. I mean, almost wishing that it would come along. And I'll go so far as to say, you're creating that tornado to come into your life after you've been in that old statue for a long time, stuck in it. Now you're creating, you know, the elements by themselves, the wind and the rain, wasn't enough to do it fast enough. So you're saying, bring on that tornado. I'm ready to bust out of this old human identity. It's a necessity, actually. In the evolution of the human species right now, the way you're going into it, it's a necessity to break out of that statue, to basically have it shatter in pieces. It doesn't have to hurt. It can be joyful. But it's almost a necessity to break out of that, to begin experiencing yourself on multiple levels. Yes, you can create create identities, play with them, have fun with them, but just don't cast them in bronze right now. Let's take a deep breath with that into all that you are, into the many identities, And into beginning to experience them, yes? When you um, go out and you're with people, you, you go to the store or you do some uh, creative project, or whatever you do now, you begin to see how that old identity didn't need to be there so stuck as it was. Some people really fear not having an identity. I mean, it would it'd be difficult for most humans right now if we said, okay, next Sunday we're going to be taking away everybody's identity. They would freak out, as you say, because they're so identified with it, they're so cast into it. That's what they associate with, it's what they They connect with when they get out of bed in the morning, and that's what they're connected with all day long, and they gripe about it and complain about it, but they'd be lost without an identity. You, Shambram, you don't need an identity. You can have fun with them, but you no longer need one. It's simply, I am that I am. Now, what do I choose to be in the moment? Take a good deep breath with that. That's what so many of you are going through right now and will continue until that statue is broken. And like Giuseppe, you free yourself, but then there's that moment of freedom. You say, I don't know what to do with the freedom, and you want to jump back into the statue, but you can't. So you realize it's all perfect, including the loss of old human identity so that you may realize all that you truly are okay moving on let's take a deep breath when well, give that just a moment to sink in a deep breath cup of coffee so next on the schedule there is a big question right now what's the difference between what's the difference between consciousness and thought we discussed it, to an extent, at one of the recent gatherings here at the Villa amio What's the difference between consciousness and thought? And it's a difficult one to, to address. And Linda, would you write that on the board, uh, up at the just top, like a headline? Consciousness versus thought. Okay. It's a little bit of a difficult one because they're kind of closely aligned, but yet they're very, very different. and. What I want to do right now is to uh, assist you in understanding the difference. But so often they get tangled into each other, and and then you categorize everything as a thought, and you react different to thoughts than you do to consciousness. So what is the difference between consciousness and thought? And I boiled it down to this: very, very simple, easy to remember. I like doing easy to remember things. Remember, dear Linda, how. We did the easy to remember in a recent workshop uh, that you don't always want to use words. Words can be so limiting, uh, because you're communicating now energetically, so I came up with a wonderful little saying that's very, very memorable as to not have to define everything in words, and that little saying was – do you remember what it was? Yes, you do. She doesn't want to say, Words can be turds. I did not want to say that. <laughs> it's that simple. I did not want to say no, that. No, words can be turds. and, and when, I did not want to say and, that. And I explained that turd is an ancient uh, Greek word uh, that means uh, kind of messy and uh, un uh, – what? What?
0: You made that up.
2: I made that up. I totally made that up. But as I told the attendees at the workshop, you'll never forget that. when. You say, Oh, it's so hard not to use words when I'm uh, being in energy communication and my mind slips into words and I slip into words. And yeah, that's when I say, Yeah, you don't need words, really. Words can be turds, they, they can stop the, the natural open expression. But that's not the point I wanted to make for the board here. How to tell the difference between consciousness and thoughts. And it's real simple ellipses or ellipsis ellipses four dots one two three four if you just put four great big dots there on the board four dots now typically the ellipses i'll have linda write that in just a moment uh typically the ellipses are three dots but we're going to use four to kind of remind ourselves and set it apart from other uses of ellipses so dot dot, dot. would you write the word e- ellipses plural Or you can write both words. Ellipsis. Right below? Yes. Ellipsis and ellipses. English word meaning at the end of a phrase, dot, 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 dot. And that's how you tell the difference between consciousness and thought. (laughs) That's all right. It's a difficult word to spell. Oh, it's with two L's. So, ellipses and ellipsis. And we'll go through it in just a moment, as soon as Linda uh, well, figures out. Or sis? Uh, S-E-S. Kind of an inside joke, you could say. Ellipses. Ellipses is uh, usually three dots we'll use for ellipses. So, uh, next page, please. So, in helping to understand the difference between consciousness and thought. So, here is consciousness. I am that I am. Write that on the board. I Am That I Am, four dots. That is that's consciousness. I mean, it's put into words, yes, but it's not super-defined. And the four dots at the end mean that now go into the experience. Well, it's not defined. It's open-ended. It's a feeling now that can then go into anything, an experience. It can go into a thought. I am that I am, and then four dots. The thought on that can be many things. If if you were to categorize and say, okay, here's the thought. You don't need to write that down. Here's the thought. I'm not sure who I am. That's a thought. Or I am Giuseppe, the sculptor. That's a thought. I am 66 years old and uh, uh, feeling fine. That's a thought. Those are thoughts, and they end in a period. I am a human on the planet. Period. That's fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but consciousness is open-ended. It's I am that I am. And then the ellipses. That's the kind of consciousness. The difference between consciousness and thought is the difference between an ellipses and a period.
3: Mm.
2: There's many others. I exist, if you write that on the board. that with four dots. That's consciousness. I exist. It's a feeling. It doesn't need a lot of definition. Ellipses. Yes. It doesn't need a lot of definition. It's consciousness. I exist. If that were to go into thought, it could be anything from, I wonder what I'm doing here, or uh I feel myself in the human body, uh, or I wonder how long I'm going to exist. Those are thoughts. And just energetically feel the difference. I exist. It's consciousness. It's an awareness. I exist. And then a thought would be, I wonder how old I'm going to be when I die. That's a thought. Not that it's bad, not that it's anything, but to understand the difference between consciousness and thought is to understand the difference between yourself as a master and yourself as a human.
3: Hmm.
2: Another one uh, to write on the board, It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. That is consciousness, and followed by the ellipses. It's a beautiful day. You get up in the morning, you step outside, And truly, uh, at its highest firm, you don't even need those words. I'm using them here. You could just do ellipses. You could just take a deep breath into the day. Ellipses. Dot, 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 dot. To be continued. More to come. To be experienced. It's a beautiful day. That's consciousness. It's a feeling. And then the thought is, it's very sunny. The thought is, I wonder what I'm going to be doing the rest of the day." The thought is, well, I wonder if a storm is going to come up. The thought is, oh, it's going to be hot today. Those are thoughts and they're fine. Or, uh, it's a beautiful day, I'm going to do something for myself. So, it's a beautiful day, consciousness. I'm going to do something for myself, thought. And that's the way it works. The difference between consciousness and thought it's the difference between ellipses, open-ended, dot, 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 and a period at the end of the sentence. Thoughts are structured. Thoughts are uh, temporary. Thoughts are like sculptures or statues. They're, they're defined, uh, and then there's a period at the end. That's, that's the end of it. You have a lot of thoughts in your brain every day, and Thoughts all the time, thoughts about even right now as we're talking. Thoughts about well, do you understand this? Do you want to understand it? Thoughts about oh, that was so clever, Adamus. Uh, those are those are all thoughts. Ultimately, consciousness is really. You don't even need words like "it's a beautiful day." Uh, consciousness would just simply be, "It is." Dot 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 dot. How about that on the board? It is. Where you're not even trying to put anything on it. Uh, you know, a little something's fine. It's a beautiful day. That's uh, good. That's conscious. Uh, but ultimately, it's simply it is. It is. And then you feel it and you experience it. You experience the feeling, then you could go out and experience that in a physical and mental form. It is. But for right now, you could throw a couple extra words in there. It's a beautiful day. You take a deep breath and you feel it. That is consciousness. That is awareness. I bring this up because so often it's difficult to discern what is consciousness and what is thought. What part of me is consciousness? Is consciousness simply something that goes through the cerebral cortex of the brain and it's emanated from there and then connects and communicates with every other part of me? No, that's a thought. (laughs) And no, it doesn't begin in the cerebral cortex of the brain. It's part of the brain that takes consciousness and flattens it, puts it into thoughts and words. Consciousness, where is it? Everywhere. It's everywhere you are. It has to be, otherwise there wouldn't be anything else. If you weren't here, there would be nothing. So, Consciousness is everywhere. It doesn't, it's not just in the brain or just in the body. It is in those things, but it's everywhere. Consciousness doesn't take up space and it's not synced into any form of time. It's just there. Consciousness, it is. I Am. Thoughts, on the other hand, are defined, oftentimes judgmental, oftentimes put into words so they can be communicated, supposedly, more effectively. Thoughts are what builds an identity. I'd like that on a separate sheet of paper. Thoughts are what build your identity. Consciousness doesn't build identities, but thoughts are what builds identities and makes you into what you are, makes you uh, a very unique, individual, and very complex form of, uh, of, of being on the planet. But it's all the thoughts, the thought that I'm a certain age, uh, the thought that, oh, I don't feel good today, the thought that oh, I have so much to do, the thought that oh, I can't wait for the next Shoud. Those are all thoughts. Some good, some not so good. And you're used to these thoughts constantly jabbering away in your head. And then you think it's consciousness. You think that's who you are. It's not. They're just thoughts. They're just thoughts. And you have far too many of them running through the brain right now. You are consciousness. You are consciousness. I am that I am. It's a beautiful day. I love the the taste of uh, my meal. That's consciousness. That's awareness. And then it goes into thought. Oftentimes these uh, uh, tomatoes are really fresh. Uh, the, the fish is really has a nice seasoning on it. Uh, the, the cake is so sweet and delectable. Those are thoughts, but consciousness is I love that uh, I'm so connected to the energy of my meal. Uh, that's that's a consciousness, with the uh, four dots behind it. Ultimately, though, as I said, it just it is. I am. It is. That's consciousness. But eh, humans need more words than that. Let's feel into your consciousness right now. It doesn't. It's not in a specific place, and it doesn't come from your brain, and it's not thoughts. It is simply, it is. I am. It is. It's awareness. Consciousness, by itself, will never create an identity. It will not create an identity. It is very fluid, open, flowing. It's a dot, 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 dot at the end of a sentence. It keeps going. It doesn't stop. It flows. It it flows from, uh, you could say, one sense of consciousness into another, one awareness into another Awareness. It's very, very open-ended. You are consciousness. And the consciousness doesn't tell you what to do at all. The consciousness is simply aware of what you are doing. The consciousness doesn't create an identity. The consciousness is the true you. It doesn't think. It doesn't need to think. It is simply, I Am that I Am. The Consciousness is the true answers with inside yourself. Those thoughts running through your brain, especially when you're trying to figure something out and then you've got conflicting thoughts, those are just thoughts. Come back to your Consciousness, I Am That I Am, dot, 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 meaning I Am That I Am. Now let me jump in and experience it, but unlike Giuseppe, let's not get stuck. Let's dive into the thoughts. Let's dive into the experience. Let's dive into the joy of it, if you want, or the suffering, if you want. It doesn't matter. Let's dive into it. But it's it's the ellipses. It's the continuation. Yes, you could say that thoughts continue all the time, but it's a series of thoughts, sentences with periods at the end, defined, structured, like the mind. The mind it generates thoughts. It perceives consciousness in a way, in a very limited way, and then it sets up thoughts which shape your identity. And that's fine for a while until you get cast into it. Thoughts and the mind. Interesting thing about the mind, And this is very important as we go forward, because I bring all this up because your mind is changing. You're coming back to more a consciousness-oriented reality than a thought-based mental structure reality. Mm -hmm. You're coming back to more consciousness and more identification with the all that you are, not the little that you are. The mind is very structured. The mind is like that cast statue. It, just, it, just, it, it casts itself in a certain expression and it doesn't move. The mind is like that, but the one thing about the mind, especially right now, is that the mind is obedient. And Linda, would you put that underneath there? These are brilliant, brilliant sayings. Uh, the mind is obedient. The mind is doing what it was told to do, to have thoughts, to shape and form a reality, to stay within an identity. Part of you told it to do that, and it's very, very obedient. It will do what it's told. And it will do it to an extreme. It will do it to an obsession. Period
0: or ellipses?
2: Uh, just doesn't need anything. doesn't need anything. The mind is, is very obedient. What's happening right now with the mind, because of your consciousness coming more now into awareness, is the mind is starting to obey, saying, it's time that we shift the whole way we do our thoughts and reality thing. It's time now where consciousness comes in and is the the big light, the big overall picture. thoughts jump in to help shape that reality without over-defining it. The mind is very obedient right now, even though it feels like it's been resisting and saying, I'm ready for a change. Mm -hmm. Would you feel into that for a moment, into your own brain, your own mind? You have hundreds of billions of neurons firing away right now. It's almost too much to even imagine, but the mind is simply a response mechanism. It's simply a computer there to do what you want to program it to do. And in this case, in this case the big thing that's coming about is saying I realize this is all my energy and it's there to serve me and then allowing it to versus in the past it's like all the energy belongs to someone else and I got to get my portion of it. Now it's different, and the mind is adjusting to that right now. It's heard you. It's it's heard you say, "Yeah, that's the deal. I'm ready for energy to serve me." The mind will. It takes a little while, but it it starts adapting and becomes obedient. And says, "We are now going to open up to concepts that we're not real familiar with, but we're going to open up and adapt to them. Open up to this energy actually being ours, and now the mind adjusts us." adjusts accordingly the mind saying i don't need to hold a singular identity of myself i am all that i am the mind at first is a little you know is structured but it's obedient so it says okay we don't need identity you told me before we needed identity and i made one now you're saying we don't need identity okay we'll be very fluid very open and flexible right now your your mind, your brain, is adapting and adjusting. You don't have to work at it. You don't have to push it. You don't have to do mind exercises or anything like that. It's adapting. It's becoming, it always has, but it's being obedient right now to the Master. And the Master is you. Let's take a good deep breath with that these changes you're going through i'm simply i'm simply sharing what you're going through i'm not you're the one doing it i'm not but the changes you're going through a a breakdown in the need for structured or sculpted identities you're no longer a statue right now understanding the difference between consciousness it's simple consciousness is really a feeling. It's open-ended. It's the ellipses. It's dot, dot, dot. I exist. I exist. It's a beautiful day. I love being here at this time of machines. You could say, well, maybe it's that consciousness or thought, but bring it into consciousness. Then it is. And the thought would be, I didn't think I'd ever get here. The thought is like, not what I expected. The thought is like, what really is the Time of Machines? But the consciousness is, I am here. I am here. It doesn't need a thought. Consciousness is who you really are. The thoughts are simply the uh, ways of experiencing it and acting it out. But let's not cast them in bronze. Let's take a deep breath. Your mind is changing. You're beginning to understand now the difference between pure consciousness, its awareness, and then everything else is thought. Where do you go to when you are choosing something? Where do you go to when you are ready for an experience? Where do you go to when you're ready for a shift? You go to the consciousness. I am choosing all that I am. I am choosing joy. That's consciousness. You could argue it's thought, but what really comes down to, is it an ellipsis at the end, I am choosing joy, then it becomes, or I am choosing joy, period, with a period at the end. That's kind of the difference. Let's take a good deep breath with that for this transition, for the understanding of what your consciousness is for understanding you don't need to do any identity building now. You're free to be all that you truly are, not just locked into some statue. Let's feel into that for a moment. Ah, I see some of you are getting very creative. Yes, an ellipses necklace, four diamonds in a row. Oh, that was Linda. <laughs> but think of it in just that simple terms. Uh, don't don't think about it too much. Now what did he say that the difference is in ellipses, dot 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 dot, that's consciousness. Whereas a thought ends in a period. Pretty simple. Okay. Uh, Let's move on. We've got some work to do. The real reason we're on the planet right now, we're going to do some benching together. Let's gather up all of our energies, let's put on some music, and let's do what we came here to do. Now, of course, you can bench anytime you want by yourself. hope you do. It shouldn't be a discipline. It shouldn't be suffering. It should just be something that you pause from the regular part of the day and you say, ah, it's time for benching. It's time to Simply shine my light. That's the reason why I'm here. I came to this planet at this incredible time. I came here to do this. And the beauty of benching is that you're not trying to inflict change. You're not trying to visualize world peace. Yeah, some would say, Well, yeah, but isn't that a good thing? Up to a point, but I say compassion is more important. Compassion is the accepting. Everybody's on their journey. Yes, some of them choose suffering. Some of them choose abuse, drugs, alcoholism, whatever it is. That's their choice. When they're ready, they'll come to you. They'll come to themselves. They'll be affected by your light. Otherwise, hands off. Let them experience what they're choosing. That is compassion. So, we're here, benching. Benching. A cup of coffee, something to eat maybe. Benching is not meditation. Benching is not meditation. So many meditate trying to quiet their minds. Good luck on that, until you understand the difference between consciousness and thought. Ben is saying, I got here, I am here, I am a master on this planet, I'm allowing energy to serve me, and now I'm just going to sit here and let my light shine. I'm going to stop for a moment. All the activities going on, I'm going to stop for a moment and just let my light shine. First Shine it unto myself. Unto my body, which, oh, the body, we didn't even touch on that today. What it's going through right now, coming into the light body. I'm going to shine my light onto my mind. This obedient thing that sits on top of my head that's obeyed me for a long time has just been a statue. Now I'm being very clear in my consciousness, and therefore the mind obeys, and it will open up. The mind is very obedient and it is very flexible. Sometimes those two things don't go hand in hand, but the mind is very flexible. I know, I know. You say, Adamus, you've been pretty hard on the mind. I have been. You know? Because at times, working with like Chamber is like talking to a bunch of statues. I had to get your attention, I had to be a little bit of that tornado that came along. But now that that identity, that statue is breaking down, now, now the mind is free to obey the master you, the mind is free now to bring in energy in a different way. The mind is free to communicate within itself in a different way, no longer just relying on the neurons. The mind is free to adapt and adjust to what comes next. It doesn't need that complex communication system of uh, neurotic neuronic activity. It doesn't need that. So, first you shine the light onto yourself, onto your, your own body, not trying to make change, but rather allowing a natural evolution. You shine it onto your mind, not trying to sculpt your mind, not trying to turn it into a statue of some sort, but rather shining your light saying, Dear mind, there are so many potentials. Let's go for them. Shine your light onto your whole life. Not trying to make anything, do anything, just shining light. What is light after all? Light is consciousness, awareness, pre thought, ellipses. Dot, 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 dot. You're really becoming more aware of yourself through your own light, aware of all that you really are, aware that you're not this statue. Now, let's shine the light onto the world, onto this planet. onto the physical planet Gaia, who's leaving, but still doing her work onto onto nature. Such a beautiful thing. You should see some of the gardens on some of the New Earths uh, that were created based on the, the nature on this planet. So many who have left this planet go on to the New Earths, wanted to take the beauty of nature, and the gardens are amazing. They've taken the core concept of nature here on this planet and put it into life and the New Earths. you think you have beautiful uh, shots of nature on your phones right now, just wait till you get to the New Earths if you happen to go visiting. Shining our light onto the world, realizing that Humans, they're doing what they're choosing to do right now. Yes, I know, many, many say they're lost or they're hurting, but instead of trying to rescue them, we simply say, well, here's another potential. Here's something else you could do. You don't need to be lost. You don't need to hurt. You don't need to be energy vampires. You don't need to be power mongers. Here's a light that shows you what else you can do. Let's shine our light right now onto every human on the planet, not inflicting anything on them, not having an agenda, simply shining light. It's not a rescue remedy. It's not a judgment. It's simply saying, let there be light so you may see if you choose to see. So, here we are gathered in the House of Chambra, open air, of course, <laughs> shining our light onto humanity. What greater service can there be? than doing what we're doing right now. What greater service can there be? There are others who picked up where you left off from your former energy work, energy holders on the planet, cause workers, the ones attending to the the poor and the needy, and, and yes, that's there is a need for that. There are others who picked up on your work as energy holders, maintaining very important links between this realm and the other realms, between human and divine. They've been around forever, for a long, long time, oftentimes sequestered somewhere, simply holding that link, maintaining that link. Many of you have served in those roles in the past to past lives as energy holders cause workers but now now you come here to do in this lifetime what what you planned all along to be a master an illuminated master we're shining our light right now across nature, across the skies, across the planet. Truly no greater gift for, for the planet, no greater gift than for humanity. We're not missionaries or emissaries, either. Yeah, missionaries. An interesting thing. What so righteous in their work, bringing the word of God and Jesus to everyone, even those who didn't want it. <laughs> uh, big righteousness involved in missionary work. Here, read this book. It'd been different if the missionaries would have gone to people and said, you know, if you're ever looking for change, it's already right here. Instead, they brought books and rules and regulations and, and a lot of violence. No, we are not missionaries. We are not emissaries. Simply masters sitting on a park bench, shining our light so that others may see their own grand potentials now or in the future. I love this work. I, What we're doing right now, I, I love it. It's uh, a little easier than all those years of discussions and lectures and everything else. I love this, just sitting with you on a park bench. You see, it's not too difficult to shine your light, particularly When you know what your light is, it's your consciousness. When you know the difference between your light and your thoughts, your consciousness and your brain activity, this is a lot easier. I will say that next time I would like a cappuccino versus just coffee with cream and a croissant, but I'll still be here working with you. Shining our light. You know, it feels good when you can just truly be so safe as to open up and shine your light. Not worrying about any intrusions coming back because they're not going to. Why? Because you're not trying to change anything, you're simply shining a light. If there was any response to you shining your light, onto the world, it would be the world shining its light back onto you. It's very different than when you're trying to change something, then the energy will naturally try to change you. It's pretty easy work when you think, just sitting here on the park bench, but remember everything it took to get here. Remember the trials, the tribulations, the experiences, the Seemingly wrong turns, wrong turns with the wrong people, it took a while to get here. Simple now, yes, but oh, for the average human, you get him in here sitting on a park bench, they are going to find a way to mess it up <laughs> and to make it difficult. Let's take a deep breath and just shining the light. You know, radiating like this gives you a whole new appreciation of everything. When you look at nature or even other people, it gives you a new and different Im- kind of an impression of yourself. Because the mind's not racing away with thoughts, trying to put periods on everything. it's more openness it's more sensuality because it's coming from consciousness now i am that i am because it has the four dotted ellipses not a period be the observer also be the observer not right now but in the next couple weeks. What's, what's happening on the planet? What's shifted?" At first you say, well, it had nothing to do with us, that was something that was going to happen, but we do enough of these together, or you by yourself, and you start to say something really is shifting. When you hear in the news, they say something totally unexpected happened today, something that did not follow normal patterns, something totally out of the blue. And you can smile and you go, possibly our light had an effect, caused some changes. You're about a new scientific breakthrough and I say, boy, nobody would have ever expected that. That was out of left field. That was totally unexpected and it defies so much of uh, conventional thinking. When you hear that type of thing, it's brand new unexpected uh, you can smile pat yourself on the shoulder and say that's what happens when the light is illuminating when the light is shining whether it's to some scientist looking for answers some change in a old social structure some opening up when you start hearing the words Unexpected, unprecedented, out of the blue, totally different, quantum change. That's when you start smiling. All this benching, this working up a sweat here benching, look what it's doing to the planet. This is what you came here to do, right now. You realize it's not about working on yourself anymore. You don't need to. That's a pain anyway. Well, it's like the sculptor, always working on the statue. Give it up, break the statue. You're here to be a master. Allowing your energy to serve you, and shining your light. It's that simple. Well, it's been fun today. I've got to get going. I want to i want to get up to the Ascended Masters Club, and I, I want to look in my crystal ball. I want to see the effects of what we did today, our group Shaumbra Benching. I want to see the effects. I want to see how the energies are changing, if at all. I want to see where the light is truly making a difference. Do the same for yourself. Keep your eyes and ears open. Let's take a deep breath together. Always remembering that all is well in all of creation, especially when there's your light. With that, my dear friends, I am Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Thank you.
0: And with that, take some good deep breaths, letting yourself continue to feel in to these beautiful words of Adamus. Really feeling beyond the sentence all the way into all that can be. Take that good deep breath in honor of yourself. And most of all, thank you for being a part of this benching series. Great that you could be here with us. And as you know, we'll be back for the December meeting. Thank you for being a part of this event. Thank you so much.
3: Island style, from the mountain to the ocean, from the windward to the leeward side, on the island, we do it island style, from the mountain to the ocean, from the windward to the leeward side. Mama's in the kitchen cooking dinner real nice. Beef stew on the stove, lonely salmon with the ice. We eat and drink and we sing all day. Kani Kapila in the Oro Way on the island. We do it island style. From the mountain to the ocean, from the windward to the leeward side. Boy, real song. I love my grandma every minute, every hour. On the island, we do it island-style. From the mountain to the ocean, from the windward to the leeward side. On the island, we do it island-style. do it island-style. From the mountain to the ocean, from i from the windward to the